2020, first time this year. That's right. We're dusting the cobwebs off since October, and we're going to bring you episode number 19. Number 19. Hopefully we're not too rusty for you, and uh, hopefully we haven't lost too many of you while we've been on our little sabbatical. Yeah, we had uh, quite a bit happen the last four months, and I was saying moves, and it really was we moved the podcast room is what we did. That's right. We moved the podcast room. So, uh, you know, the addition, the growing families, uh, you know, holidays, all those things, that's been uh, just part of the drill. So... Uh, we've kind of collected our thoughts and we're here to bring you some more valuable information. That's right. We're committed to 100 of these bad boys and it's been a fun journey so far. We started about a year and a half ago. That's so, about right. uh, we're at a snail's pace right now, but we're going to pick it up this year. Yeah. It's a goal of mine. We're going to try and hammer some out, some more <laughs> out for you. All right. So for today's episode, um, we really want to intro with the current market conditions in the real estate markets, uh, specifying like Southern mm-hmm. California, Orange County, what Chasen mm-hmm. specializes in. So uh, Chase, why don't you give us an update on the market? I know you had recently posted something on Instagram that mm-hmm. rates are incredibly uh, low right now. It's a great time to refinance or even purchase a uh, new home. So what's going on right now in the... Uh... Well, as you, as you said, we've been doing this over a year and a half. Um, and while we're trying to teach you basic principles, obviously market dynamics change. Uh, what I posted yesterday on my social media was that as of today... Um, if you were to go back one year in time, interest rates are about 1% lower today. Uh, and if you've been listening and following along with us, you know that my belief is that affordability and the value of what you're purchasing is tied to how much interest you're paying, you know, how, how much of that payment that you're cutting every month is coming back to you. Um, when rates do come down like they have, that's your opportunity to get to maximize the amount of your payments to come back to you. And that's I, I'm all about that is how much money can the bank give you for how little cost? That's another way to look at it. So we're at one of those market shifts or market dynamics um, that it's starting to really pencil again. So we're really excited. So obviously we're hopping on here for another pod for you guys. And what plays into that exactly? I mean, is this a, a long window that people have a, a timeline to make a decision on refinancing or purchasing? Is you think the rates are going to spike up all of a sudden come March, April? I mean, what are we looking at as far as market conditions like moving forward? Uh, factors right now. One, the reason why they're, they've dropped especially low is because the coronavirus in China. That has the Chinese markets really spooked. They're, they were off 8%, I think, on Monday. Uh, that's massive. That's, that's a lot of money lost over there. So then when people start losing money, what they do is they go to safe havens. And so U.S. treasuries uh, and that their bond yields are considered safe havens because the U.S. government is so established. So uh, and mortgage rates are tied to them indirectly, not not uh, lockstep, but um, the availability of funds also, uh, you know, and what the Fed's balance sheet is, it will ultimately dictate what interest rates are. Um, so right now what we're saying is, the Fed is fine. They're, they've lowered rates three times in the last year. The Chinese market has people spooked. We have, uh, you know, an election coming up. So again, if, if somebody who is not favorable economically gets elected, well, that will also scare people into safe havens. So all of those factors have kind of come together to push down interest rates into a place where uh, it's just, it, it makes me salivate. <laughs> I love it. I get excited because not only for investment opportunity, but even just like the everyday average mom and pop, you know, family of four, you can actually uh, pay very little interest, get into a property. It'll make sense. Or if you're already in a property, let's you can reduce your payments or maybe even pay off the loan faster. Um, And all of that is to the benefit of the consumer. So we like that. That is a good that's a good situation. Fantastic. What about refinancing? I mean, what 
can you give us some some scenarios where you say this is mm-hmm. a slam dunk? I mean, the yeah, years yeah. that you've had the home or interest rate mm-hmm. they're currently paying or what? What do you? If you have mortgage insurance and you've owned the home more than seven months, uh, maybe a year, but uh, so seven months to a year or greater, and you have mortgage insurance, you should look at getting rid of it um, because as interest rates go down, they have programs where you can refinance and get rid of your mortgage insurance even if you don't have twenty percent yet. It's called a lender paid mortgage insurance option. So that's for sure a tip for anybody who's listening uh two if you are in your forever home and you know you're going to be there forever uh and you owe 28 years left on your mortgage well you might be able to look at like a 20-year mortgage reduce that those eight years of payoff time and lower your interest rate significantly and so the net change to your payments is is nominal so we're doing a bunch of those right now and uh i think that that's really a smart move if you know you're going to be in a house for for quite a few more years because then you end up paying down the loan balance even faster building your equity even faster paying lower interest and the the increase in your monthly payments is not as significant as it would be at a higher interest rate. So um, I think those are making a lot of sense right now, too. Yeah, Where can people reach you on the, the loan side of things if we have some listeners? Uh, are... You could DM me on the Instagram, Chasen at Chasen RE. Uh, I would love a follow there. Um, yeah, that's probably best. All right. Chasen at Chasen RE. I'm going to go for that one, All right? Or chasen at chasenre.com. That's fine. That's my email. <laughs> you know, I'm getting too many phone calls these days. So. <laughs> If you find my number, congratulations. That's a new marketing thing, though. Yeah. It's texting, you know, text marketing. So I've I'm getting so many now. right now. It's well, killing me. You've got to get their database now. So I've got to get off texting. of these things. So. <laughs> All right, so for today's episode, what we really want to focus on after that intro, just because, you know, we've been out for four months, so we were thinking about, uh, hey, Where are we now? Was, yeah, we, we thought that was important. Yeah, we wanted to just regroup. You know, the last uh, episode we had Chris Quinley on, actually, and we were talking to a wealth advisor, wealth management guy. Absolutely. Was, uh, we were kind of comparing and contrasting, you know, the strategies between Chase and real estate stuff and, uh, you know, Chris Quinley's wealth management stuff. And Yeah, and how do you how do you get started and what are the what are the first steps? So, yeah. and and so t- today's episode is not necessarily what are the steps, but it's uh, what is the most efficient way to do this? And is there a hack to getting into the game. Yeah, we had a nice little uh, suggestion. We'll, we'll name drop my boy Barrett out there. Yeah, Barrett. So uh, he gave us a little tip. He said he would like to hear something on house hacking. Um, here being based in Southern California, we have expensive uh, rent uh, out here, and I'm sure across the nation it's increasing all over the place. So. Yeah, uh, Orange County, L.A., San Francisco, New York, Boston, those are typically re- referred to as the most expensive markets. So we're in that. So uh, what I've heard uh, out there is that it doesn't make sense to do it in these markets mm-hmm. because they, they are expensive. And so uh, we wanted to put that to the test today for you guys. Yeah, and just a quick uh, summary on house hacking, you know, from our Google searches is a new buzzword, mm-hmm. right? That people yeah. are talking about how to reduce either your rental costs or how to build equity in a home without, you know, necessarily maybe even living there. Or there's just a lot of different scenarios with the house. But in general, mm-hmm. it means, you know, you're going to be financially better off by purchasing something, right? And then sort of renting it out. Uh, I, uh, own, uh, I think another alternative de- definition is either own a property and have somebody else pay it for you or lease a property, do room rents. I've, I've heard of people leasing a house with the right to do the Airbnb um, to generate revenues off of it, assuming that you have all the permissions and it's 
you know, permittable and all the rest of that. So I, so, so kind of like a middleman property manager for somebody. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, so there's, there's a lot of variations to the term house hack, but, um, we're going to just kind of touch on one or two and give you a, a real life scenario. Perfect. So our scenario starts here in Southern California in the city of Anaheim. Jason went on, uh, the, the MLS, MLS right? and he mm-hmm. found a, a great unit there. It's a 1500 square foot, uh, Two two units. So it's, it, got a, it, it's a two bed one bath main house, and then there's a garage that is converted to a studio with permits. Um, the technical term is called an ADU, an accessory dwelling unit. Um, the state of California has made a mandate of cities to allow that these conversions take place because rents have been rising so fast. So, you know, a lot of the criticism that I get in my conversations is, well, if rent is less, then then shouldn't I take my rent and then save the difference or invest the difference? Um, and my response to that is, well, rents from five years ago, are, you're, they were 25% lower. So your rent has been going up for five straight years massively. This property that we're talking about was probably renting for 2100 five years ago, and now it's renting for 26, almost 2700 a month. Oh. That, that's so it's really going up five percent a year on rent. Five percent a year at least. I mean, it is ridiculous right now. So, um, so th- had you chosen to do that five years ago instead of buy, you for sure lost. You 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 lost a lot of money, mm-hmm. excess of six figures. Had you just bought that same house, um, but uh, we're not, we can't go back in time. Yeah, yeah. So, so the two yeah. scenarios we're gonna compare is if you're yeah. someone who, I mean, I wish we also had income earnings, but I mean, we'll do it just with a down payment. But you mm-hmm. have a thousand square foot. Two bedroom, one bath unit in Anaheim in a mediocre area yeah. that rents for a safe Average place. neighborhood, not the nicest neighborhood, but the reality is is the nicer neighborhoods, uh, they have lesser yields. So people it people are willing to t- accept less return on their money for a nicer neighborhood. So we picked one that was kind of just middle America. Yeah. That's what we were going for. Well, not middle America, but Orange County. Well, Orange County, middle, <laughs> middle America. Yeah. Expense-wise, it's still in the top 95 percentile. Yeah. So it's a twenty six hundred dollar rent payment a month for for this type of unit to and rent the two bed one bath. It's twenty six hundred a month. Okay, so if you're taking notes, scribble yeah. that down. Twenty six hundred. Twenty six hundred a month. Does that sound right for a little two bed one bath? It should. Yeah. yeah. And then you got a deposit payment. So we're trying to do total cash out a pocket to move into this place is going to be fifty two hundred dollars to get into. That's this. what it is to rent. It's fifty two hundred bucks, and you get the keys, and you're going to pay twenty six hundred a month uh, going forward. Okay. The other scenario we have now is the house hacking scenario where you actually purchase this unit that's on the MLS in mm-hmm. Anaheim, similar neighborhood, right? Well, this is well, this is the same house same basically, house, yeah. okay. right? So because it's a two unit, you could rent the house for twenty six hundred, or you could just go buy the house and then and then rent out the back unit yourself. Gotcha. And what does that look like? Okay, so we have a five hundred sixty five thousand dollars purchase price. Mm-hmm. So that requires uh, about twenty thousand dollars down. We used an FHA first time home buyer loan, which is three and a half percent down. Uh, on FHA, you can get gift funds, so you don't even necessarily need that twenty grand all yourself. But if you have family members, you have an inheritance you're expect- expecting. Um, we've ta- we've talked about ta- tapping into your four hundred one k. Don't necessarily advise it in all circumstances, but some circumstances it makes sense. But the point being is, can you get together that extra $14,000 difference? Yep. And if you can, does it make sense to do so? Exactly. And like you said, if you can gift it, there's probably some you know people out there that are resourceful enough to go and find somebody who's willing to either partner, invest, mm-hmm. or hopefully a, a loving family member that just wants to see you you know kind of start building your wealth and 
Yeah. Have a nice stable place. So uh, the ownership payments now we get down to is going to be a $2,400 mortgage payment plus property taxes at 588 plus homeowner's insurance at 100 plus mortgage insurance at 382 Equals grand, grand total, total 3431 is what your payments are going to be every month. Okay, so time there. So 3431, put that on the right side of your bracket, 2600 on the left side. Uh, what's the difference in payments? 700 and change? Is that right? Yeah, miss 800 bucks. Okay, we're going to go 800 bucks, okay? So it's $800 difference. So why would anybody do an $800 difference in payment when you could just rent and save that $800? Well, with house hacking, this is, we already told you it has an ADU in the back of the property. Uh, it's a converted garage, it's a studio, it, it is permitted, uh, but basically uh, that 400 square feet can rent for $1,000 a month. So we're gonna take the 3431 minus $1,000 a month in rent that you're gonna be getting, and now you're gonna end up at 2431 and what were you paying rent? 2600 yeah. So I know if you're in the car, that might be hard to conceptualize. But the bottom line is that property with the ADU in the back, the ownership payments are less than what the rent payments are. Mm-hmm. And this is active on the market today. Yeah, so fantastic. So you're actually going to be paying $170 a month less to own a property than you would be to just rent. Leasing the very same front unit. Yeah. Um, the one opportunity cost is you have to come up with a twenty grand, except you know instead of the fifty two hundred mm-hmm. that you would for the rent and the deposit, first month's rent and deposit. Um, but yeah, if you have a place that's saying first month's, last month's, and deposit, that makes the calculation even better, even in more in favor of it. And and the way that I treat those things is, are you with the fourteen thousand? Let's say you've got it in the bank and it's your savings. Is that fourteen thousand paying you more than the hundred and forty dollars a month less that you would be paying? 170 170 yeah. I'm sorry 170 no that's unbelievable that's more than 10% better return yeah. by putting that money to work into this particular property and if you're a millennial um, and you have some parents that would love to help gift you the calculations run out where if you save 170 a month on rent and you paid that to your parents who loaned you the 15,000 what dollars yeah. it would take you approximately 7 years to pay it off so you know as long as they're good with that you can now own a house borrow the money from mom and dad and in seven and years, pay them that. It's all paid back. And that's not including rent increases. It's not including the equity you build on the property. Yep. It's not including any of that. So, you know, in my opinion, it's very feasible to have all that back in three to four years. Yeah. I mean, if you truly yeah. wanted to pay them back in three to four years, there's definitely a path there. If you want to pull equity out of the house yeah. or, like you said, rent increases, yeah. all that different stuff. So uh, on this scenario, it seems like a slam dunk. I mean, what am I missing here, Chase? Uh, it's an older property, right? So it's not – this isn't going to be your uh, luxury townhome in center, central Irvine that's, you know, 800,000 valuation because those numbers don't pencil. This is more, like I said, kind of middle America, small single family, 1,000 – like 900 to 1,000 square feet uh, house with one bath. So there's a lifestyle component here. Mm-hmm. And so we, we've, we talk pr- privately about ego a lot. And like, you know, what, what limiting beliefs do to you, what, uh, you know, having to maintain a certain lifestyle does to you. Even Chris, yeah, Chris Wiley talked about it. Yeah. Lifestyle inflation. Lifestyle inflation. Yep, exactly. So, um, if you haven't watched that, that was episode 17, part one and two, that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, but so you really just have to kind of hit yourself in the face and say, you know what, am I getting to where I want to get to? What have I accomplished? If I, if I don't have any of those things and I don't feel like I'm building anything or building towards anything, 
then the, you have to start looking at these opportunities to say, you know what, maybe I have to start here. Maybe I don't have a 100K bankroll, but you know what? 20K bankroll can get me in the game, and, I, and I've already, you know, and, and once you've set this on this particular path, you're good. You're jamming. Or but even zero k, but you yeah. have resourcefulness to get twenty yeah. k from friends and family because absolutely this loan qualifies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a huge point that you can be gifted the money. You can be gifted the money. All right, and and I'll even go a step further on this one. Okay, if you can rent the front house for twenty six hundred and the back for one thousand, your total rent potential is thirty six hundred a month, and you would only have to live there one year and you could move out, and your payments would be thirty four thirty one a month. So your positive cash flow with only three and a half percent down. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And you got yourself five hundred and fifty thousand dollars in in loan amount in asset value for your balance sheet um, that somebody else is going to pay off for you, and it only costs you twenty thousand bucks to get started. It's a joke. Yeah. So yeah. just to be realistic, these though, deals shouldn't exist. They yeah. should not exist, but they do exist because sometimes real estate is an inefficient market because the average person, the non-investor, uh, isn't really skilled in the art of saying. What is how good of an investment is this or or not? They say where is the price of this relative to the price of other properties, and they only look at price. And the reality is, is this one they're charging the same amount that everybody else is selling for. The difference is they got a little back unit, so the income off of this is exponentially better. Yeah. But even the listing agent doesn't know this because the listing agent should be posting this a lot more expensive than what it's at. But they didn't, and. You know, that's not our fault. Yeah, but playing so, devil's advocate, right? Mm-hmm. You are locking yourself in. I think a lot of people are afraid of, oh my gosh, now I owe payments for 30 years. What am I going to do? What happens if this happens? And market, you know, it's like... You move a- out your tenants, pay it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got you, but I'm just trying to play. Yeah. The other thing is, you might have some stranger, you're definitely going to have a stranger living in the back. No question, yeah. Property that's management. the biggest one, right? It's got to no be the doubt. biggest one. Always, yeah. Yeah. And I've had some nightmare. Actually, since the last time we did a podcast, I've had some nightmare tenant stories. It's been incredible. Well, you have to uh, stop grinding, though. I don't stop grinding, man. Yeah, you can't break me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can have the world's worst tenants, okay? But make sure you're insured. Make sure they carry a renter's insurance, things of that nature. I'll give you an example. One of my client's properties was turned into a marijuana grow farm illegally. $50,000 in damages, sheriff's department busting down the door. It was a nightmare. That would be enough to spook some folks. Yeah. Right? Well, fortunately, the insurance is covering the renovations. Okay, great. Renter's insurance is covering lost rent for the owner. So it's not the end of the world. Does it suck? Absolutely. Did he lose anything? Because you're servicing it. So you did all the time component. I mean, he probably lost a little stress wondering if the insurance was The stress factor, wondering if the insurance was going to cover it or not. now that they're covering, he's... Fantastic. Get a brand new house. Fantastic. Yeah, okay. just make sure you're protected. So there, there are, are ways, ways to, to do it. Yeah, you can mitigate. <laughs> you can mitigate. <laughs> so there, there you yeah. have it, people. I mean, we have a really a live example as of February 2020 where you can go and if you have $20,000 and you're renting somewhere for 2600 bucks a month. One year of your life, 20 grand, and I get you positive cash flow, and it is today. This is and, and I can't stress this enough because everybody says prices are too high today. And, and, and while price matters – Interest rates matter more. I, I always try to hammer that that point home. Um, and w- one of my other book club friends uh, did like a market update for stocks and equities. And what he was saying is that the relationship between stock prices and bond yields is actually relatively affordable compared to historic norms. So what that means is is if uh, you know if if a stock is going up eight percent. 
but uh, the bonds are going up 4%, then you know there's not that much additional benefit to be in stocks if you can get 4% guaranteed versus 8% non-guaranteed. The difference with today is stocks are making 8% while bond yields are only 1.5%. So because that's such a big spread, people will stay in stocks mm-hmm. instead of going to the bonds. Well, the same thing works in real estate where if bonds are so low, then that means your return on your investment is high regardless of the price because you're not paying a lot in interest. So when a tenant is paying for you, you that the amount that that tenant is coming to pay the mortgage is really good and the percentage of the mortgage that comes back to you in the form of equity and principal pay down is even better. So while prices are good, returns are better. That's the point. So, you know, I, I recently heard a, a hedge fund manager say, Today is one of the first times in history that cash is trash. <laughs> they used to say cash is king. Yeah. Cash is trash right now because you cannot make anything sitting in cash. And that has not been the historical norm. But the Fed has brought us to this place, and that's where we're at. And so uh, I like to tell people I don't create the rules. We just play the game to the best of what the rules are. Yeah, fantastic scenario, man. So I think you know, concluding this episode – you do have to have an acceptable credit score of what to qualify? 640 or greater, ideally 740 or greater. 740, okay. And probably mm-hmm. what kind of income would you need? Probably 65 to 75. No, probably 75 to 80,000. And that can be, you're going to be two borrowers too. It doesn't have to be one person. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a two bed, one bath. So, it's, so hopefully, if maybe second, third year professional, something like that, that's yeah, coming out yeah. and starting to establish mm-hmm. themselves and, you know, earn that's a decent right. living. And mm-hmm. um, you've been renting, you know, maybe high end apartments in Irvine or something like that for 3000 or 2500 a, a month in a little one bedroom studio, something like that. And that's right. this would be a move for you to start to acquire. Give up one year of your life. life. Yeah. And then, and then you just set yourself up with $3,400 a month in retirement income. Yeah, I mean, I adjusted it. today. Yeah. So if anyone has any questions, make sure you reach out to Jason. Uh, I think this was a great example. Does that sound like a house hack? That yep. is hacking payments. You hacked it. Leveraging other people's money, and it's not even that expensive. Three and a half percent down is nickels, kids. Like I said, the numbers really pencil out. It's just you got to get clarity on what do you really want. What's what are you outcome? building? What are yeah. you building? What do you want? Yeah. What's your, it's Tony Robbins. Yeah. What do you want? What's your outcome? And yeah. what kind of results you want to get? And then yeah. for me, these type of podcasts, the reason why we love bringing these examples, like Gary Vee says, we love suffocating the excuses. <laughs> so if you're someone out there that's yeah. blaming the president or blaming <laughs> your job or suffocate the excuses, bla- you know, you're blaming your parents, you're blaming this, you're blaming that. Like it's like, no, it's right here available to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. This is an arm's length. Yeah, I mean, you got to be somebody that's obviously making 75 days. So I don't want to discount the fact that that is... Or a couple making 75 days. That's right, or a couple, yeah, Yeah, which is very feasible. Or siblings, or, you know, BFFs. Yeah, there's a lot of scenarios that it it pencils out, like you said. But I just want to be cognizant that not everybody was blessed to come out with the confidence and uh, maybe a... A, a degree or something that gets them mm-hmm. the 50 or 60k to start out you know so right. there are people yeah. that are grinding and then maybe they make 15 bucks an hour and they they listen to the podcast and they wish they could buy a home one day it's still right. doable you still keep mm-hmm. grinding take the overtime money like you know it still makes sense where like in a couple of years maybe you're making 20 bucks an hour mm-hmm. and now you can get into a scenario like this absolutely yeah but and again that goes back to the what are you building is are you in a position where you're not growing and your your wages aren't growing? Are you you know are you already in the game? What like are you what are you building? What are you building towards? If you if you're not building towards anything, I think there's this uh, perception that as long as I don't 
go anywhere, then I then I'm I'm fine. And the reality is, is if you if you're stationary on a treadmill, you're done. You're 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 still moving backwards. So you have to be moving forwards. Yeah. That's just the way. You're not go. growing. You're dying. That's another Tony, my my favorite guy. Oh yeah. And I just believe it because when you start to put the plan together and you put these pieces, the things become so much more real. Like we've had guests on the show that didn't even know that they could buy a house and they listened to the podcast, they contacted Jason, we ran the numbers and boom, now they in the game buy the house. And so that's what we really want to do is inspire mm-hmm. people to take action, to realize that they do have unlimited potential and maybe it's limited in this sense right here, but once you start this one, what's next for you? You know what I'm saying? Like what's next after this deal? And then you know it's like yeah. they I can give you know. I can give you success story after success story after success story, right? Some clients that bought a house March of last year, first time home buyers, it was a massive deal for them to get into it. They've already made thirty grand and they put thirty grand down. They doubled their money in twelve months. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. The market's great out there. For those of you that are on the sidelines, make sure you reach out to Chasen. He's the man when it when it comes to house. And a uh, special shout out to TTM. He's uh, resurrecting the insurance. Oh yeah, PNC so, yeah. insurance Get a coaching. PNC action. Yeah, and if yeah. you're in that fifteen dollar an hour rate, <laughs> I actually need some drivers too sometimes. But also, absolutely, I love to coach people to better their careers. It's a it's a passion of mine just to know where you're at, what kind of industry. I love learning, and maybe I could help you uh, increase that wage. I love that. Nobody better. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, guys.